What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So it is the start of another week. Hope you all enjoyed your weekend. As we as we get started, I think we'll just do a recap. I mean, a lot of great stuff happened yesterday. So let's jump right into it. You know, we'll talk about some games, we'll talk about some some developments down on the farm, some exciting prospects making their way up. So let's start out in Philadelphia. The Phillies are back over 500 for the first time in nearly a month, thanks to a stellar outing by Aaron Nola. And they swept the Yankees. They swept the Yankees. Aaron Nola was efficient to start the game. I mean, just in the first inning, you knew he was locked in. He only needed eight pitches, all of which were strikes, to get through that first inning. He went on to complete seven and two-thirds shutout innings, allowing only three hits and one walk, striking out nine on 103 pitches as the Phillies defeated the Yankees seven and nothing. The only Yankees hitters to reach base against them were DJ LeMahieu, who singled twice, Clint Frazier, who walked in third, and Ruben Odor, who doubled in the sixth. But Nola was just consistently getting ahead of hitters, throwing a first pitch strike to 20 of the 26 batters he faced. A lot of control, a lot of command, and then obviously the offense was there too. Like I said, they won 7 nothing. I mean, a day after they put together 14 hits, and went 8-for-19 with runners in scoring position, they continued to stay hot. They racked up 12 hits and went 6-for-13 with runners in scoring position yesterday. Andrew McCutcheon was one of three Phillies with two RBIs. You know, he said their success in bringing runners home is due to the consistency at the top of their lineup with Adubo Herrera and Gene Segura. Those guys have been, have been great lately. Segura has hit 424 so far this month. And Herrera entered yesterday hitting 333 with 370 on base, 588 slugging over his last 12 games as the Phillies leadoff hitter. And then he went two for five and scored two more times yesterday. So the Phillies are above 500 ahead of their West Coast road trip. This is the first time in 25 days they've been above 500. It also marked the third straight series win for the Phillies. So it's a momentum boost for them for sure. They're going to begin a, a road trip out West against two of the best teams in the major leagues, the Dodgers and the Giants. It's a tough West Coast, Coast trip, but obviously they have momentum at the right time, and you know they're clicking. They're clicking right now, so good vibes in Philadelphia. Obviously, bad vibes with the Yankees because they continue to they continue to struggle. They continue to struggle. If we stay out east, the Blue Jays crushed eight home runs as they just destroyed the Red Sox yesterday. It was basically batting practice. I mean, yeah, that, that's what it was. Teoscar Hernandez led an offensive avalanche and an 18-4 to win over the Red Sox. Like I said, eight home runs, and that was 20 hits also, 20 hits on the, on the day. Toronto's on the doorstep of being the first team in baseball to reach 100 home runs. They have 99 now. And they only widened their lead as the best slugging team in the game. I mean, this game yesterday was, in every way, the Blue Jays at their best. So everybody has just been has been raking over there. Obviously, Vlad, Semyon was just player of the month, Teoscar. I mean, even Teoscar, so he got off to a slow start this year. He, test po he tested positive for COVID. He missed three weeks, wiping out most of his April. But, you know... Even like since then, he's been he's been really good. In May, he had 343 with a 959 OPS. He picked up right where he left off uh, last year, 
He was really good last year. So, yeah, Robbie Ray was on the bump. He racked up 10 strikeouts. A, forget, a forgettable day for the Red Sox, but great day for the Blue Jays as they continue to roll. Carlos Rodon. So he already has a no-hitter this year. You know, he, he flaunted his nasty stuff. He flirted with a no-hitter yesterday. His slider has always been an effective pitch. And, um, you know, we saw that yesterday. We saw that yesterday. It was a 4-1 win, securing a three-game sweep for the White Sox against the Tigers at Comerica Park. Rodon took a no-hitter into the seventh. So his four-seamer was routinely flirting with 99 miles an hour on the radar gun, giving him that a perfect setup pitch for that slider. And that slider ducked. It dove. And it just confused Detroit batters for, you know, his seven innings. And everything was in sync for him. But great stuff. Great stuff for Carlos Rodon. And, I mean, he's been, as crisp as he's been, obviously, like, he threw a no-hitter. He's often fallen victim to a lack of run support. Entering yesterday, he had not received a decision in three of his past five starts, going 0-2 with a 3-4-5 ERA. But over that span, he had 44 punch-outs in 28 and two-thirds innings and a 239 opponent's ERA. So he has been pitching well. He just received zero runs of support in three of those outings, in three of those five outings. But they made sure to take care of him yesterday, and they gave him enough, enough offense. And the White Sox, they sweep the Tigers yesterday. Yeah, they get the, the sweep, 4-1 to one victory in Detroit. So let's stay with the Tigers, though. In Detroit, so... They, they picked Spencer Torkelson number one overall. Was it last year? Uh, I'm, I'm getting a... <laughs> sometimes it's hard for me to remember. But he was the number one pick last year. And now he's been promoted to double A. He's been slugging really well. I mean, so he was at high A West Michigan. And he had been hitting really well, hitting for power, just as everyone has anticipated from him. So now they've promoted him to double A, to the Erie Seawolves. He's the number three prospect in all of baseball. I mean, his first two and a half weeks, he struggled. Went nine for 50 with two extra base hits, both doubles. I mean, that's, that's what happens, right? Uh, and 18 strikeouts as you, you know get used to pro ball. But then, you know, once he began centering pitches, he heated up quickly. And now he's showing that power that made him a star at Arizona State. He had his first pro home run May 22nd at Wisconsin as part of a three-hit game then he went on a tear from that game through yesterday he's hit he's went 25 for 59 hitting 424 with nine doubles five homers and 20 ribbies and um yeah so they're like okay he's 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 done enough at high a let's promote him to double a remember spencer torkelson was a college player he's a college bat so not a high school guy they're gonna be a bit more aggressive with him high a is is definitely not his level. You know, you want to see him at double A sooner rather than later. Then maybe he'll spend some time there before he's up to triple A and then eventually the big leagues. But, you know, for for his his division, high A Central, he had a, a 1,009 OPS, which was tops in that division. 440 OBP ranking second, his 312 average ranking fourth. So a lot a lot of good stuff coming coming up through the pipeline in Detroit. I mean, it's not only him, right? It's not only him. Um, they, I mean, obviously we talked about Daz Cameron, who's not even like a top prospect, but they have other guys. Outfielder Riley Green, who's also another top prospect coming up there. Uh, shortstop Ryan Credler. So you'll see some of these names up in Detroit very soon, but Spencer Torkelson gets a lot of noise because he was the number one overall pick in the draft. 
Speaking of prospects making their way up, so the Reds prospect, Hunter Green, he's their number two prospect. He's getting a promotion to AAA. So he's going to be moving up from AA Chattanooga to AAA Louisville. He's going to make his next start for AAA Louisville. And he's going to pitch for Louisville later this week. But, um, yeah, he's close to the big leagues now. He's close to the big leagues now. We saw Hunter Green. He's 21 years old. You know, we saw him initially when he came out of high school, but then he missed a year due to Tommy John surgery. But he's been back, and he's as good as he was before. I mean, that elbow is healed. I mean, we saw him in spring training where he was throwing 101, 102, 103 in an outing versus the Angels once, his first three pitches of that game. So he's he's looking good and getting a lot of swinging strikes. I mean, his last start was on Friday, and he allowed two hits recording nine strikeouts as Chattanooga got a one nothing win over Pensacola. His fastball touched 102, and he outdueled another elite prospect, Max Meyer from the Marlins organization. So he's getting a lot of swinging strikes, but the Reds are going to be, they're probably going to be calling this guy up later this year, honestly. Um, yeah, he's almost there. But, uh, yeah, um, if we move to New York, the Fernando Tatis Jr. show. So, Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a go-ahead grand slam for the Padres yesterday. And, um, I mean, yeah, Slam Diego, they do their thing. They end up getting a 7-3 win at City Field. And, I mean, yeah, what else can you say? This dude, this dude does his, his thing. I think he's leading the National League in home runs now. And uh, Chris Paddock struck out nine on the mound. Great stuff from, from the Padres. They get that win over New York, and they keep moving. Tatis keeps doing his thing. But, yeah, that's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.